You're listening to Fusion's Love Your Uni podcast with Miriam Swaffield and Luke Smith. You can listen to more of our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, or even visit our website, fusionmovement.org. Hello, welcome to the Love Your Uni podcast. My name is Miriam, and opposite me is my friend and colleague, Mr. Luke Smith. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? I am very pleased today to say that I am in... Middlesbrough. Up the borough. Welcome. What a place it is. I drove up the A19 from York this morning. Yeah, it's a quick journey actually, isn't it? And was greeted in the you know the sort of um in the Lord of the Rings when mm. they come into the in on a ship, they come in and there's all these huge giants, stone statues standing abreast the entrance of the river sort of thing. Yeah, and, yeah, big And time. huge feet and swords and shields. And, it, yeah. Well, when you drive towards Middlesbrough at the A19, it's a bit like that, except it's just like metal towers and smoke. Right. Sort of like, you know, like so the, more, an entrance to Mordor. the industrial age. Right. Do, do, you know, do you know that Middlesbrough, the Mordor thing... No, I didn't know that. We no. were in... We, I, I didn't say it was like inspired. Mordor. No, no, but just the Lord of the Rings reference. It's, uh, to be honest, it's less New Zealand and more Mordor, isn't it, in terms of... It, it is smoke. a little bit grimier, probably, than, than some of the footage from Middlesbrough. Uh, actually, from... little local fact. Yeah. Um, nicknames for different places, right? Mackham's, Sunderland. Yeah. Geordie's, New- Newcastle. Middlesbrough, you're called a smoggy because of the smog. It's actual smoggy? Yeah. Um, Hartlepool, monkey hangers. Yes. And, um, Why? Because there's a rumour that they hung a monkey. Yeah, that is what happened, isn't it? Yeah, I read about it. Why did they hang it? Thought it was a spy. They thought it was somebody from Africa. That's terrible. That's terrible. I didn't know that. No, they did think... They thought it was... I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. That's not racist anymore. No, it's like a massive legend, though. Hartlepool, the monkey hangers. Mm. That's the thing. And then there was pit hackers. If you're from one of the pit villages... Oh, okay. Basically, I've learnt loads of phrases, but I'm a I'm from the land of smoggies now. <laughs> Welcome. Well, there we go. It was it was a little bit like going back in time coming at the end, and I don't mean that in a rude way, right? Or also it, going into the future of Blade Runner. Yeah, it was actually. It was like that. It was like going into a, a picture from the early '80s of what the future was going to be like, but actually, it ended up being a cleaner picture. Well, anyway, well, this is my present. So, so, th- so we're on your street, and it's a it's a terrace street, and uh, it's very nice. Thanks very much. Yeah, we did just notice that there was a, a dead cat being thrown into your back garden. No, I, I really don't. I don't know what that is, but I am nervous now that you've said it because <laughs> it's a black bin liner yeah. full of something th- the shape of a cat. Where's that come from? Why is it in my yard? <laughs> you didn't put it there, did you? I didn't even notice it until you said. Yeah, I was like, oh, dead cat. Can you it's take it later? Can you move it for me? I'm probably not going to do that, actually. Right. Um, does stuff just generally get distributed around? Someone's like, oh, a dead cat, don't really need that. I love that over to Miriam. She'll love that. I often get chicken bones over my way. Do you? Chicken bones, batteries, children's cars. Lots yeah. of stuff gets thrown in the terrace, yeah. Um, and you were telling me about the, the when it was uh, a feel. Was it the feelia? The, you know the yeah the hurricane the hurricane she um I had a skip opposite my house because there was a house having some uh, renovations done and um, the skip had a lot of carpet cuttings in it and that hurricane absolutely carpeted my street <laughs> covered it covered it cars were covered in fluff really there was like housing bit honestly I'm just relieved that the toilet didn't fly out the people skip. had to hoover the street up again literally there were bit neighbors were out with bin bags when I came back I was like this is like mm. a major cleanup operation covered in carpet thanks to Ophelia. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I want to say this is a nice place. Yeah, I love it. I really love it. 
I want to say that. And <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm joking. I'm pleased you're here. Thanks, mate. And well, how's get... it going? You're getting to know all the all the neighbours. You're getting to know the students. Yeah, brilliant. I had some students around for pancakes, healthy pancakes. Put some of them off, but some of them were pleased about that. Oh, <laughs> healthy out. pancakes. Some yeah. of them were really sad. That some they of the were boys healthy. were like, "No deal, <laughs> not coming." Healthy? What? I was like, <laughs> "Oh." I thought it'd be helpful, but mm. yeah, no, um, settling in fine. Uh, funny old experiences, just getting used to the neighbourhood. Went to, took one of my neighbour's kids to the park to play football. Yeah. Had to call the police. Um, actually, I don't know if this is okay. I don't know what the normal time is for a pickup, but it took six minutes for somebody to pick up the 999. For the call. police? I don't think that's okay. That, that's a long time to I, be on. I think yeah, so. So you called 999 six minutes. I, I rang 999, immediately they picked up and went, which emergency service do you require? I said police, and they went, put me through now. And I waited six minutes while yeah. I tried three different lines and Definitely couldn't find ideal. a copper. Okay, what did you see? Um, just kids t- trashing a house. Oh, right. But it just, honestly, it makes me gutted because these are like not even in secondary school age boys. And it just, immediately I was like, oh my word, youth workers, you really matter. Secondly, what are we doing on Sunday afternoons to... to Help help young people know that they're invited to have a much better adventurous experience than climbing a burnt-out house to trash another house next door. Hmm. I just was left thinking, I need to do more than just have a kickabout with my neighbour's kid. What, what are we doing as a church on a Sunday afternoon? Because these kids are literally bricking a house because it's funny, because hmm. they don't have anything else to do. Oh, I was really challenged and, and slightly concerned that police didn't pick up for ages, but thankfully I wasn't obviously in danger. So here you are with your wheelbarrow falls load of, you know, hope, basically. You just sort of barrow it into the street, don't you? Just barrow it in. They, they put dead cats in your back garden <laughs> and you put hope back into the street. I like, quite like that. I invite everyone to a Halloween light party and uh, yeah. I get dead cats in my yard. Yeah. Well, uh, let's hope it, uh, that that's where it remains, at the level of dead cat in the back garden. Yeah, fine. Um, so fine. <laughs> I'm glad that you're here and it's going very well. Um, and so... Tell us a bit about student stuff uh, in Middlesbrough. Have you seen anything so far? You've got to know some of the churches and some of the students who are here. Yeah, I got to pray with a lot of churches quite often, actually. Like, in fact, this morning I was praying with church leaders in the town. Really great unity. Church leaders, I'm sure you're finding this around the country, but we're definitely seeing a rise in churches coming together to pray and uh, build genuine friendship. I think that's a sign of the Holy Spirit. He loves unity, doesn't he? And when suddenly people start coming together and recognising they can't reach a city or town on their own, but together God's called us as one church, lots of different expressions and congregations to do something. Um, I honestly think the Holy Spirit commands a blessing where there's unity, right? So mm. I was praying with the churches this morning and I'm actually gathering the young people of Teesside um, on Halloween. I'm, I've said if anyone's not going out, out, you know, if you're not going to be a witness with your friends in a nightclub, like Stone Cold Sober loving Jesus out with your housemates, if that's not your scene and it's not authentic for you to be in a nightclub because you don't like it, I'm inviting young adults to come pray, worship and then do club mission, like to serve the night out rather than stay at home and be be not present on the one night that everyone kind of expects the church to be a bit anti anyway. Mm. So um, that's my oh, first... Oh, well done, that's good. Yeah, just having a go, just seeing who's out there, who's hungry. And, and they've not done club mission here before, so I thought for some students... Um, Bible studies and small group prayer times don't activate their faith, but getting out and doing something and sharing their faith brings them alive. So I've heard of a few people that have not connected with the small group thing in their church say, I want to go to that. And the church leaders have just said, well, thank you, because we've not heard them be interested like that before. Like it. So uh, again, I just think churches, how are you mobilising activists? 
How are you making sure that, that people have a chance to really run this thing out, run faith out on the ground, not just talk about it? Because there'll be a bunch of your Good. students where that's how Jesus will make sense to them. That's brilliant. And, and um, just on the church leader thing, I, I would agree. I see that happening when I meet with different church leaders. And last week I went along to our one voice prayer thing in York. Uh, it's really good to be back again. I kind of had to tag out for a little bit because they met really early on a Wednesday morning. And it just, if you've got little kids like I have, it doesn't really work. No, that's carnage. So a lot of those guys who are like legends, they've been going at it for 19 years, praying every week together, you know, for a prayer breakfast sort of thing on a Wednesday. Um, and I joined them for quite a bit. But then when had uh, little kids, it's just difficult to do that time. Anyway, they, they are saying that they're probably getting towards the older end of the spectrum and they want the younger leaders that are church leaders to be part of that so they've made it a little bit later so it's sort of we meet at nine and it's nine thirty to ten thirty on a wednesday now and that just actually means that a Great. bunch of us who are probably in our 30s and 40s have started going along again some of the 20s hopefully as well so that's really good, good isn't it really good what um, else has been encouraging i've uh, i had a little trip to manchester oh yeah i i do like going over the pennines to see uh the the, the crew in manchester the different churches that we connect with there um, and uh, caught up with a few friends. Um, actually, had <laughs> I went to the Life Centre in Romilly to see a friend, Katie. Oh, yeah, Katie. Ruth, hi to those guys. Um, and um, w- I actually just I went to the loo, right? Oh, I just right. just pop, you know when you've had a long car journey. So I got there, popped in uh, to the to the loo, and there's a bloke, an old guy. Looks mm. like one of these legends that you get in a church who will help out with like so old pretty old guy and he's struggling with his trousers, right? So so he stood at the sink. Oh man. He stood at the sink, he's he's done his stuff, he stood at the sink and he's trying to do his trousers up again. So I go to the loo uh, and I'm having a week and then I look over at him, check he's alright, and he looks at me, raises an eyebrow and he's like Like, shakes his head, just dismay, basically. And he says, I've only got one pair of trousers with buttons on, and I can't do them. Now, he says, I remember when zips came out. No. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I remember when when zips came out, and I thought, oh, they'll never catch on. But I look back now, and I think, well, (laughs) they were onto something, and I've got zips on everything now, and... If only on this pair of trousers. Anyway, he struggled. I didn't help him. He remembers the birth of Zips. He remembers it. So, anyway, that was fun. What a strange story to have just told us. I know, but I just thought, imagine meeting a guy who remembers the birth of Zips. Yeah, that's really cool. So, that was good. I like meeting people. I love people like that from churches. Every church has got them, haven't they? Like legends that are just a a little bit odd, but you wouldn't have them any other way. And I, I love that. Name your church legends, hashtag love a uni podcast, and we will give them a retweet. Who in your church can remember the birth of Zips? Anyway, <laughs> so then uh, went on from there, met up with Ralph uh, Pelly from Vine Life. Hi to Ralph. Hey, Ralph. Um, and he's also from Campus Awakening, their great bunch of guys. Amazing uh, Helping students to reach their mates on campus and in their courses and in their interest groups. So that's good. And then... Uh, connected the uh, the next day with Ollie Davis from uh, Ivy and then I went over to Chapel Street which is a new church plant well relatively new in the mm. last year or so a couple of years 
and they've given us a fusion. We've got an office there now, haven't we? So that's so kind. That Thanks, was, team. Yeah, that was good. And uh, Rick Otto paid for our lunch. Did he? That's good, isn't it? He's a sound guy. Yeah, isn't he? we were having lunch with Lizzie and and Alan and Joe who worked there. And he came over and insisted that he bought our lunch. Even though he does kids' work, so... Yeah. You know, students, that's not even his bag and Thanks, he's still Thanks, Rick. Isn't, isn't it good when something like that happens? I anyway, they're seeing a bunch of great stuff happen in Manchester, so it was, it was really good to hear about how Freshers has gone and people walking in. Oh, there was one... There's a student uh, called Tall Laura... Um, oh, yeah. Tall Laura walked in, not a Christian at all, into Chapel Street and was just interested in what happened in a church. Not a Christian, no background like that, just walked in, tall Laura. Anyway, met Lizzie and she led her to the Lord. How, how good is that? Oh, my word. You know what? This is happening loads. It is, isn't it? I, I know last podcast we mentioned that this whole invitation to try church, that genuinely it's landing with this generation to a whole new level. And in fact, we told you some stories of salvation and we were saying actually kind of early doors, churches are seeing students just walk in like tall Laura and come to know Jesus on the spot. Thing is, it's just been accelerating since our last podcast, hasn't it? Yeah. There's so many more stories out there now. Yeah, it's astonishing. Um, chatting to the guys at uh, St Luke's Kentish Town in London, they've they've seen a couple of people just wandering, one from a Muslim background, one not, and they're just they're like oh, just kind of interested in finding out what goes on here. I, I think there might be something in this god thing i want to find out about christianity so can you just like help us out and people become christians that way just walking in they want to try church you know how we've been saying um to churches and to students let's let's invite people to try church well it's actually happening they're just doing it of their own accord get ready church like get ready to be the best welcome team because people are honestly finding their way in the building i mean when we last spoke on the podcast um, the Belfry in York, they'd seen like maybe seven students come to know Jesus already in the yeah. first couple of weeks of term. Uh, what are we up to now? It's over 20. And that's honest, that's, that's and honestly about three them. weeks? It's, it's more Jeez. like five weeks now. They've baptised them. Um, but, really? Yeah, that's, that is a standout story. Yeah, that is a story. We have a bit of a privilege of working. We've got an office in, in York. That's where we work out. It's in the Belfry. So we sort of catch their drift fairly regularly, but it's a good drift to catch. Amazing. That's surfed that all the way home. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's astonishing. What's happening there is unusual, and it's amazing. Uh, but it is actually being replicated elsewhere, yeah. maybe in slightly lesser scale. I mean, at our church in G2, we've seen two students come to faith uh give their life to christ and that has happened between one and three a.m in both instances honestly and, and, and it happened during when we did a week of 24 7 like unbroken prayer and and isn't that incredible like one guy actually was out uh and just felt like i really got to pray i've got to and this is not a christian guy he's like i've got to Look, I'm sick of being out. I'm, this is not fulfilling me. And they know this. The students know what's on offer is vacuous. It's empty and, yeah. it'll, and it's just hollow. Yeah. They actually suss that out at different times in their life. And so anyway, he susses this out and he's like, I've got to pray. I've got to get to a, some, to a church or something. So he just Googled prayer, York and whatever. And he found that we were doing this week of prayer. So he he got the postcode and used his phone to just navigate his way to this house of prayer and happened to be one of our student leaders was praying through the night. I think it was between 2 and 3 a.m. So he was there. So he ends up chatting to this guy and prays with him. Amazing. um, Prophesied over him, you know, listened to the Holy Spirit and spoke uh, the words he felt that God was giving. So amazing. 
yeah, good. We've just yeah, we've got to not box this thing into Sundays, do we at all? Like like again with the whole uh, club mission thing, trying to get people out on the streets at Halloween and um, just being a living prayer on campus, being something of the presence of God in the moments that maybe you'd least expect to find Jesus, you will be amazed at the people of peace that are drawn to the light that's in you. Mm. But that will be two in the morning, not always at your Sunday morning service. You know, are we ready? Are we open? Are we an invitation that's 24-7? Great. That's so really good. good. It's good. And, and actually, the, the kind of character we're seeing uh, coming through in some of these freshers who are Christian, they are on fire. They're, they're, yeah, they're, re- on. they're really alive. Um, and, and we've been thinking, what sort of leaders are we and how are we going to catalyze those uh, students? Yeah. Um, and w- w- what, how does it spark them in terms of our own leadership journey? So um, my church leader, Christian Silveratnam, he he's doing a church planting course. Um, and they do this in Kentucky and there's people from all over the world that Could you do, do a Kentucky accent for me sorry well they go over to Kentucky is that any good finger looking good yeah. I don't know is that I just think they're on church planting chicken. cars church planting in I Kentucky I do declare I don't even know if that's any good no, but I'm anyway, so look, sorry if you're from Kentucky um, so they go uh, to this thing in the summer a couple of weeks and then it's all distance learning for the rest of the year and there's a few of them from this country who go to that. So anyway, one of them, the, the, but there's people from all over the world. There's people from India, Africa, amazing church leaders, yeah, amazing. right? Um, and um, in fact, it's funny because Christian was trying to prove that he'd planted more churches than one of the other guys there, right? So he knew that the other guy had planted six. They are mates, like it was for fun. Yeah, so he's like, I want, I've only really done two and he's done six, but, <laughs> I, but I've kind of helped with I've, five. I've joined in another five, yeah. So he's like, I'll say seven. But the guy before him... Uh, was a guy from Africa, and, and he said 75,000. Yeah, shut down, drop so the then, mic, see you so later. So then our, our mate Christian, he, he's like, oh, seven or six, it doesn't really matter, does it? Anyway, so, <laughs> but one of these guys uh, who's from India, uh, he talked about how much they pray and fast. So then um, th- this opportunity came up uh, to pray and fast because one of the English guys fell ill. He just got an illness, like a flu or something. I don't know, whilst he was there. So this Indian's got, oh, fantastic. Thank you for an opportunity to fast. We'll, we'll fast for this whilst we're here. Um, so he activated a bunch of people at home who are fasting because he's like, oh, we, when we're travelling, we don't fast but we do when we're at home. So, uh, Thank you for an opportunity to fast. That was his response. I don't so, think I've ever heard that come out of someone's mouth. Yeah, but I'm thinking I want that to be part of who I am. As a yeah, leader. that's amazing. It, 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 it sort of it spurs you on. It makes you think, next time we get an opportunity, to when somebody says they, they have a need, I'm going to go like... Oh, well, I'll fast for it then. That's you know, so, so good. But it's not where we quite are yet, is it? But it's where we, where I want to be. Actually, those those guys uh, really interesting. The the, um, the type of person that a bunch of the guys in Africa and India, when Christian was asking them, "What who are you looking for in a church planter? What sort of leader are you looking for?" And they said pretty much three things. Firstly, are they good at praying and fasting? Fasting just means giving something up, probably food. Uh, and so then, uh, are they good at that, number one? Two, can they show where they were able to um, offer their life for the gospel? Did they nearly die, and they were willing to die for the gospel, but probably they didn't, otherwise they wouldn't have been standing in front of you, <laughs> though they got away with it one way or another. Uh, and three, can they show that they were fruitful in planting something small? So have they 
have they planted a small village church or something? That's I think now, it was at least three village churches. Three functional small things that are now operating healthily. And if they can't do that, then we wouldn't consider them to be a church planter. Now, that is that's really a, inspiring, that's a isn't it? Wow. So we're thinking, like, what kind of people are we as fusion team? Yeah. Who's drawn to us and who are we looking for in our team? And I, and I just think, are we good at praying and fasting? Is that our response to stuff? Is that how spiritually alive we are? Are we uh, willing to absolutely give ourselves to this? We probably don't have to be at gunpoint very often, do we, for our faith? Mm. But are we really willing to pay the price of following Jesus? And then uh, can we show that what we do bears fruit? Is it good when we plant something and when we start something? Does it actually work? Um, So... That's a good challenge, the sort of leader we are. I don't want to use a phrase that's rhymed, but you breed what you lead, right? So if that is a... <laughs> you can't teach that kind of just off-the-cuff wit. Thank you. But I just think that's the massive point, isn't it? For those of you that are in any sort of position of leadership and influence others, if, if you don't live it, you probably can't preach it. And if it's not something that in your own life you're journeying with Jesus with, then we can't call anyone else to it. So yeah. uh, I love it. We get to go first, and that's really hard and really um, a privilege. It's true. It's good. I think we should give each other some choice. Got on from nicknames. We should give each other some choices. Oh, yeah. Uh, of things that we could be like. So I'm going to give you the choice of three students. I've caricatured them. Um, I've come up with three students and you've got to choose to be one of them okay. right? these are caricatures of in- invented students sure. and you've got to choose which one to be right and i'm hoping you've thought of some church leaders i could be because our whole thing is students and churches and church leaders and all that sort of stuff right so you can be it's better in a geordie accent veronica harmonica right so <laughs> so great name veronica harmonica um Everything's a little bit sing song with Veronica. <laughs> you can be Veronica Harmonica. Like and her. everything, every time she's, hi guys, how are you doing? Every oh time she word. says something. So she's nice, she's mm. pretty upbeat, but then she's going to her lectures. Do you know the sort of thing when people do that? And it's just a little bit with odd. With jazz hands. Anyway, she, she is physics and she is exact and she has her hair in a very straight bob. She's got the straightest hair in town and she's a little bit sing song and she is pretty much overprotective. <laughs> over her tea towels there's just a little bit more detail oh, right she hates it when people it. use you know when you like have a cafetiere and then you use someone's tea towel and you dry it mm-hmm. but actually there's a bit of coffee residue in there so you get a bit of brown and she hates it that's what really winds her up that's a veronica harmonica okay good. So that's one choice thank you you could be eddie elvis oh, eddie cool. elvis like uh, name. got named in freshers week he has got an extraordinary big quiff uh, wow. You know how lots of people do now, but he's got a really, really big gone quit. for it. And so, because of that, in Freshers Week, he did you know the whole hip dance sort of thing, the Elvis the pelvis, and all the rest of it. Anyway, he mainly lives on a diet of boiled potatoes. Ooh. Sometimes he drizzles a little bit of butter from his butter hands, his butter <laughs> fingers. Um, on top of it, uh, he has one of those unusual abilities to remember capital cities. So that's Eddie Elvis. You could Ooh, be capital city. Just you'll just go like Azerbaijan. It'll be like boom, and he'll tell you what the capital city is. Okay, so that's, that's a, cool. He has like a strength in, yeah, yeah. in top trumps. Eddie Elvis would win that one. Capital cities, right? Nice. So so you've got Veronica Harmonica or, <laughs> or, or Eddie Elvis, or you've got Sicky Nicky. Oh no, she got Fresh's flu in a no. bad way and vomed in a lecture theatre. Oh bless her. Right, and then but they they sort of estimate she's probably been off for about thirty percent of her lectures she's missed them just just a bit you're unwell. not selling just sicky a bit Vicky. sickly that's not sickly vicky sicky nicky sicky nicky yeah a bit sickly 
All right. Is that it? That's all that's going for her. So so she's off 30% of the time. She's just a bit ill, but yeah, I didn't really think of any positives for Ziggy Nicky. Well, she's out. Okay. No so you've got any Elvis or Veronica? Oh my god. Um, I think, despite the potatoes, Eddie Elvis sounds more of a laugh than somebody that gets really uptight about tea towels. So I'm going to go Eddie for All right, Eddie Elvis it is. Fine, okay, great. Yeah. You can be one of three church leaders, Luke. Okay, thanks. They're all great at reaching students, okay, but here's here's your first option. Okay. Gordon Flake. He's very prophetic. (laughs) Here's the voice of God, crystal clear, incredibly prophetic, but also real problem with dandruff. Oh. And if he sneezes, he covers his small group. (laughs) Okay, so he's a really good guy, but... He covers, just to be clear, covers him with dandruff. Yeah, like snow. When he sneezes, he sneezes it comes out of his it, mouth. No, he sneezes and that shakes his head. Oh, right. And at so which point of... a flurry occurs. He just rockets it forward. Yeah, wonderfully prophetic, but covers the place with his oh, own dandruff. Okay. Gordon I, Flake. That's, yeah. that's quite a good one. I don't really mind that. Yeah, no, exactly. Amazing gifting. Yeah. Um, or you can be Melissa Ninja. Yeah. Right, she's an amazing church leader. For her, kind of in her spare time, to make sure she's out there and evan- like doing evangelism, not just talking about it. Yeah, she's a cage fighter. She's a, an actual cage. Yeah, fighter. yeah, big time. So she goes to a cage fighting club. She mm. really witnesses to people. She's seen loads of salvations. She sounds like she's got the body of. Um, crime watch and or the yeah, body yeah. of Baywatch and something to do with crime watch. She's absolutely rock hard. She's got that thing. Melissa Ninja, however, bit of a problem. Awful on email. Consistently oh. <laughs> forgets her phone, forgets her bag, forgets her keys, and actually quite often forgets her own shoes. <laughs> so she just like, walks about barefoot. Yeah, she often rocks up on a Sunday late, having not been able to lock her house with yeah. no shoes on, and she didn't reply to the email about the rotors. But she is a cage fighter that's seen salvations. Okay, yeah. that's Melissa Ninja. Yeah. So think about it. I, I like I like to be on my admin though. <laughs> I know exactly. And your final option, another church leader, Betty Merrypool. So she's yeah. got the name and face of a grandmother, but she's actually only 32. Mm. So it's very strange. A bit like Benjamin, Benjamin Button, in a way. Like, very much aged of the face. Yeah. However, incredibly good expositional Bible teacher. <laughs> this is uh, it's hard to choose. Gordon Flake's... Gordon Flake, Melissa Ninja... Or Betty Merrypool. Name and face for grandma, but teaches the Bible like an absolute bomb. Yeah. I don't really want to be like that, I don't reckon. Okay, so Betty's off. But yeah, we'll wipe Betty out. Bye, and, Betty. And to be fair, emails that had been, yeah, no, no, no. Even though the cage fighter thing is good, I'm off for Gordon Flake. You are Gordon Flake, incredibly prophetic mm. and covered in dandruff. Mm. Great, thank Thanks you for your for time, that. Luke. You're welcome. Uh, now... I've got you, you. You are sort of traveling about the place, aren't you? Quite regularly speaking on stage, and I pull your leg on uh, a regular basis. Yeah, because you're well known, aren't you? Uh, now, for a while, you were called in my book number eighty nine. Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you though? Ah, uh, I used to call you number eighty nine. Yeah, and it wasn't because that is the bus that you caught to get to work. It was because you're on a list, aren't you? Of influential Christians, you are number eighty nine. Can there I just are, say there it's are eighty eight? There are eighty eight more influential people. <laughs> it's not done in order. Not that I care about the list. You do a little bit. No, I don't. But it's not so, done in order. It's well, a list. how do you even know? Because it's, I got told, and it says it on the blog. Oh, so you did? You did read it because you wanted to know. No, if I'd, it was that you were 18. Would, be, no, would, you be, would you prefer to be number 70, sort of, one or something like that? Would that feel a bit fairer? I feel like it was alphabetical order and it got posted on my Facebook. Oh. And so obviously I clicked through because my name is on there. Now, does that thing come out every year? That blog? Mm. Have you been in it since? 
I, th- I I think every year for the last three years. Do you actually? Because I, I haven't noticed it, but maybe um, I don't actually you follow have. the blog because it's not um, my vibe. Okay, well, it's good to know that. Thank now, you for bringing that up. Well, I just sort of wondered if I could ask you a few questions because I because I I get asked by people who say Miriam's doing a fantastic job. I saw her speak at wherever, and you know you do do a fantastic job. Thanks. So people have asked a few questions. So as um, here they are now. As a as a, as a Christian celebrity, right. right? As a Christian celebrity, do you? <laughs> do you um, Thanks for framing it like that. Yeah, as a Christian celebrity, do you prefer to be given a caramel latte uh, as a sort of you know somebody's trying to look after you? Yeah, or a bottle of water. <laughs> I don't have caramel in my lattes anymore. And okay. if, if I'm about to All speak, right, so a latte. you want a room temperature bottle of water. You don't want to drink... Looking after your vocal cords there. You know, but then just a normal latte. Not that I'm requesting anything so like that. When you'd finish, if someone went, oh, I've got your thing, now you've finished speaking, I've got yeah, your latte. Yeah, not of an evening because I want to go to bed. That's good. And as a Christian celebrity, do you... Um, oh, Luke. Do you have a chauffeur? Um, I've got my own car and I drive, apart from when we're doing loads of driving or festivals all in one go, and then I try and get a mate to come on the road and drive with me and share the driving. I don't have anyone that's employed with a hat to sit and ferry <laughs> me around. And you so, know that. So, well, it's not my question. <laughs> no, of course People not. have asked people in. People have, have yeah. they? Sure, anonymous Different people. people have been, have they really? I've been chatting to and they've, sure. they've said, she's doing a great job. Well, thanks. So they thought, Does she they, have a chauffeur? Yeah, they said, I wonder if she's got a chauffeur. Unbelievable. Um, and, and I suppose the other question I got asked fairly recently over the summer um, was... Uh, as a Christian celebrity, Luke, um, what's your favourite gift that you've ever been given? You know, to promote yeah. and stuff. To oh. sort of you leverage your fame for, oh. good, for good causes, <laughs> right? Um, so, oh my word. Was, was it? Um, you give me options. Was it? A, yeah, I'm going to give you. Was it a? Yeah. A, a Bible or a book, right? right? Yeah. Was it B the fruit bowl, or was it C the body stocking? With disciple written on it. <laughs> the body stocking. <laughs> was it? I wondered. No, 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 but, no. Oh, my favourite. I thought that was your answer. No, I got given. I, I got a really nice jumper. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a body stocking that you. Anyway. I don't even know what, what. What? Like a full. Like a onesie. No, like a full body stocking. What is a body stocking? <laughs> what is, is that something like you wrap a sausage in? Yeah, a little bit. But I thought it had Disciple never, written on it. No, I've got a jumper that says Disciple. I bought that with my sweet money. Okay, And it happened confused. the same company wanted, like, to give me a jumper. Mm. Because they love that I love that they're ethical fashion. Okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, I, it's just a question. That, that's yeah, no, what people wanted to know. Body what, stocking. So that was your preferred gift, was it? Um... Yeah, my favourite gift for preaching was being given a multicoloured bobble hat by a student group one time. And I've got an unbelievable scented candle at the moment that I got given. Yeah. And that has transformed my house when I first moved in and it was a bit fusty. That is a great celebrity gift and it's good to know because people <laughs> uh, people who are listening to this might ask you to speak one day and then they know what sort of thing to get you. Golden Retriever puppy. Oh, yeah, that'd do, wouldn't it? Um, imagine if somebody actually gave... You would not. No, no, that'd be a nightmare, actually. I'm yeah. not allowed pets here. Are you not? Uh, well, I've not asked my landlord. That'd be really inconvenient, given the amount of travel I do. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for that. Just to, just to finish on that, um, 
Bit, yeah, I just I just want to mention a little thing that happened in our in our team recently. A very sad event happened on the second of October, and that was that Miriam left a WhatsApp group called the Bald Allen Appreciation Society. Now, there's there's <laughs> I love that you've got the date. We, well, it was a very sad day. There's there's a um, there's a, a brilliant team member in Fusion called Alan Taylor, and we all call him Bald Allen. Nicknames again. Yeah, well, he's bald, isn't he? Well, he's got no hair on his head. He says it's a hairstyle. He says, I'm, you know, I'm not bald. This is a hairstyle. He's got no hair He thinks it's a choice. It can't be a choice. The he's, hair is gone. It's his distinguishing factor. Yeah. He is, he's bald, right? So Brilliant everybody smile. calls him Bald Allen. Brilliant smile, but no hair. So, But we love him. So we've got a WhatsApp thing. Bald Allen appreciate Miriam left the group. Yeah, what know, purpose was there to leaving that group? Because I have so many WhatsApp groups that I'm part of, and it's just like I'm trying to just create space for my phone, and I can't keep having random nickname groups that are literally there for lols the whole time. Is that part of you, the celebrity? Do you keep getting added to people's what? Do they no. add you to their <laughs> thing so that they can have a famous uh, person no, in their group? Honestly, Luke. Okay. <laughs> Oh my word! Today, seriously. Yeah. So, um, in all seriousness, yes. Whilst I do pull your leg, yes, because that's probably good for you. you yeah. Know, in character, in in general, I appreciate you. But actually, subject. you do a great job of preaching the word all over the place. Thanks, you do man. really good. So, uh, why don't you do that for us now? Nice, good segue. Yeah, because um, you are good at it. Well, actually, guys, I'm about to uh, put the cat among the pigeons. Not the cat out the back of my house, <laughs> but a living one. Um, I am uh, studying at the moment, and uh, a revelation occurred to me this week about something to do with the Greek translation of scripture. And I know that, don't switch off because I've said Greek. Uh, I just want to draw your attention to two passages in Mark where a word is used and a description is made that only occurs twice in Mark once in chapter one and once in chapter 15, but it transforms the way that we understand some key moments of the life of Jesus. And I guess I just want to provoke you to think, hold on, how have I viewed these moments, these famous moments of scripture, and how does this change things? So in Mark chapter one, we get the story of the baptism of Jesus. And you, you, you know this, right? So Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee was, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Mark chapter 1 verse 10, just as Jesus was coming up out the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice from heaven said, you are my son whom I love with you. I'm well pleased. You get this word about the heavens being torn open. That's how the NIV translates it. That word to be torn open. We've often translated back in the day as the heavens opened and a dove descended. And that actually sounds very peaceful, very lovely, very beautiful and very gentle. When you look at the Greek meaning behind the heavens being torn open, it's actually like a cosmic, violent tearing between earth and heaven. It's like something being ripped apart quite brutally, physically, and the presence of God coming down as a dove... Suddenly, if it's through being torn open, it's less about a lovely floaty dove and more about the cosmic, like the, the power of God crashed onto earth and anointed Jesus in an incredibly dramatic way. Baptism is a hugely spiritually significant moment, not a gentle, oh, you're, you're my son and you're lovely. It's like the heavens tore apart for him. You get that same torn open moment in Mark 15, and that is in the death of Jesus. In Mark 15, verse 33, it says, 
At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. Right, so you get this dramatic crying out of Jesus. When he calls out to God, it then talks about, with a loud cry, Jesus breathes his last. Verse 38, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The only other time that word torn open appears is when Jesus is baptised. When Jesus died, a cosmic, violent tearing of the heavens happens. When Jesus died, this massive thing kicked off in the spiritual realm and broke out on earth, which is why you get that temple curtain shredded in two. I didn't realise just how violent and dramatic Mark paints the picture of the spiritual significance of God coming as Christ, being baptised into his ministry and um, and tearing that separation between man and, and God. So I guess I just want to provoke that idea of have we slightly uh, made baptism lovely, gentle and cuddly rather than a hugely cosmic, significant dramatic moment in the heavens and on earth and just recognizing that the echoes of what jesus did on the cross again like his baptism incredibly significant time of heaven crashing into earth and uh you don't get that in our translations now but the greek really packs a punch and it just made me pay attention it's good thank you for that that is very inspiring and very helpful um now you've been getting for that from the greek how do you just know greek do you just learn I, it i you... really don't know greek i know I, I, what's worried me is how little i know yeah. i am currently trying to learn the very basics of what it might mean to learn greek okay and in in what in a have you, oh, you you've got some sort of a this is my uh, basics of biblical dr- greek textbook yeah it's about it, this it, it, it looks it's about the size of uh, slightly larger than a trickle-or textbook when when I was at school learning French. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a secondary school textbook. Sounds like this. It's just about that heavy. Yeah. Whereas that's a good thud. The other book, if we're talking about the Love Uni Book Club, oh yeah, podcast book club. Yeah, this is what you're reading, is it? I've just ordered this. Yeah. I'm so sorry to the postman. The history of Christianity weighs more than my own face. Huge <laughs> he's sort of saying, and I've got a face and that weighs a, a lot. Plate face. <laughs> this this is how heavy this book is. Listen to this. Flip me. That is massive. That is that is a loud thump. So that's um, technically what I should be reading at the moment. Do you know? Do you normally um, tell whether books are good or not by what they sound like when you drop them? I is that a good measure? Just you? drop a book. If in doubt, drop the book. Drop the book. Drop the mic. That's yeah. the end of the podcast, pretty much. Let's go for a Palmo. Oh, yeah. Can we have one? Yeah, they are. Let's go. Two minutes away. We can get a takeaway. Let's go and get one of those for lunch. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. See you later.